everybody. Hello. Oh, hello. Hi. Hello, world. Everyone. Hi, I'm Chelsea. That's Charles Mahang over there in the corner. Um, and we are Beyond the Bell. And you're here again. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> what's up, motherfuckers? Yeah. So, this is us. Uh, we're here to talk about the week in women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. And oh my stars, what a week it was. Oh my stars and garters. Yeah. So, Did you like that? <laughs> um, it was... Uh, a lot of stuff happened. Some of it great, some of it awful. And uh, Yeah, I feel like there was like... Exactly. It was like both ends of the spectrum this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, that I just, you know, and I feel like it got progressively worse, kind of. <laughs> it's just really bad stuff. But yeah. NXT was great. Yeah. Which is why we'll uh, <laughs> save NXT for last. So, um... <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Yeah. It's like the only thing I want to talk about. Yeah. Well, uh, let's uh, talk first about uh, Monday Night Raw, which uh, you know we uh, we're we're in the evaluation phase of uh, of basically <laughs> discussing whether or not we want to talk about this show. Mm-hmm. So we open with Alexa Bliss in her swing in her playground. Yes, I'm trying to find it. I'm still scrolling. <laughs> um, done, done, she's there. Done, done, oh, done. she's on her swing. She says, welcome to my playground. So excited you came to play with me tonight. Although I got a lot of strongly worded complaints about what Lily did to Shayna Baszler last week. Um, she said that she only had good intentions, but things got out of hand. So Naya comes out. And she's wor- and so Alexa's really worried about Shayna. Asks if she's okay. And Naya says, cut the crap. Uh, says that she wants a match with Alexa that night. And Alexa's like, yay, I can't wait. It's just so cute. She says she can't wait. And Naya says, like, she's like, Naya's actually concerned. I'm like, why is Naya turning into this, like, mother, like, cougar figure? I don't know. What is going on? Well, they they did. It was a whole storyline for a long time about Alexa and Naya being friends. Mm. Like well, around, yes. like around, um... Four months before the SummerSlam that you went to with me. Uh, so it was like that long ago that it was a big deal. So it's basically them referencing like stuff that happened in the past. Yeah, well, I assumed it was a thing in the past. I'm just saying overall, like between the stuff with Reggie and like Naya just being this like caregiver. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Like this concerned friend. I'm like, yeah, so she's super concerned. Um, and uh, Alexa says that she doesn't appreciate you watching, waltzing out of my playground with, like, what you say, disgusting allegations. And there was something about how she said it that I just was like, oh, shit. Like, I just, I wasn't expecting her to, like, use that, though, like, big words. Like, it's just, I it hit different than her usual insults. And I really liked it. Um, yeah. So they're going and they're going they're they're gonna fight, but Alexa didn't mean to hurt anybody. She does the crying, asking forgiveness thing and laughs and says just kidding, it's adorable. Yeah. And she's going to accept it. Yeah. So now we go to our first match of the evening. Um Nikki Cross versus Charlotte. Yes. So so Charlotte says that Rhea Ripley lacks mature the maturity needed to be a champion. 
um, and tells whoever is Mackenzie, I don't know, whoever, um, that she doesn't need this match tonight, but she does need that so-called match with Nikki Cross removed from her record. Because um, cause she's she calls Nikki a flash in the pan, whose 15 minutes of fame are going to be over as soon as you can say delusional. And I love Nikki's face as she's watching on. Um, so Rhea comes out as the match starts. And, of course, Nikki takes advantage and can almost pin Charlotte because she's distracted. What is that noise? There's a very low airplane right now. I, I don't guess. live near an airport. I guess. <laughs> I'm a little concerned. Oh, um, well. it's, it's fine. Everything's fine, yeah. I think. So she, um, she, so Charlotte looks at uh, Rhea, who's smiling, and Nikki throws her into the barricade and boots her in the face. So then Charlotte starts dominating, and I love Rhea, the shot of Rhea, just, like, at the desk, smiling. Yeah. Um, Nikki throws in some good moves when she can. But every, like, I don't know, this, literally, I, I just have, like, two notes to this entire match. Yeah. Because it's literally just Charlotte beats up Nikki. Yeah, it's like, she didn't really get a chance to do anything. I don't, like, like, again, this is the, uh, unfortunately, the same conversation that you and I have a week after week, where it's like, it's like, you know... Double-edged sword, because, like, how dare they do this to Nikki Cross? But, hey, she's on TV. Mm -hmm. At least she's getting TV time. I hated the commentators being like, nobody really thought about Nikki Cross, and now blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck off. I think about her all the time. (laughs) Yeah, so she just, uh, Charlotte gets counted out, is what happens, because she's distracted by Rhea. So Nikki wins, again. Um, Yeah, and then uh, Charlotte attacks Nikki, but... Rhea gives Charlotte the riptide. Yeah. Moving yeah. on, we get this is uh yeah, this is pretty much um I don't know, like I said, like I'm 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 glad to see Nikki getting the TV time, but it it totally feels like this is just like regi- like Lana storylines they had left like lying around or something. Leftover Lana. The musical. No. No. So um <laughs> Give me a Tony. <laughs> So now we have uh, Naomi versus uh, the woman who uh, made me decide I wanted to stop watching Raw, which was Eva Marie. But um, Eva Marie came out with Piper Niven from NXT yeah. UK. And it's so crazy that the that the commentators were just like, well, I guess the that? commentators have never watched. <laughs> who is that girl? I don't know. So it's really cool seeing Piper Niven. I like this new character that they're giving her. Where she's just kind of like a little kid, super excited. She reminds me of a Powerpuff Girl. Yeah. Yeah, she's like Bubbles. Hmm. Um, very much so. And it's, but she just like destroys Naomi. And Eva Marie is just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like, I don't know, she looks like a fucking bitch. And people say that about me all the time, but she doesn't look like a nice bitch. Yeah. She looks like a bitch bitch. <laughs> That's what I have to say about that. So Piper hugs her. She's so excited. And I'm like, why is this happening? And then I wrote, she's a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, the only thing I can say is, is like, I guess if it gives Piper TV time, then that's a good yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, out of everyone from NXT UK, Piper Niven would have been the last person I would ever expect to be brought up to Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I wonder what happened there. Like, why it was her. I have no clue. I mean, 
I'm really happy for her. When we first started doing this, I was like Piper Niffin all the time. Love Piper Niven. Yeah. Well, the choices were Piper Niven or Mercedes Martinez, and they went with Piper Niven. Huh. I wonder why. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like Mercedes has a lot to offer, but so does Piper. Uh, who? What? Why were these the choices? So these were just like... Well, because Eva Marie was coming up with someone. With, oh. she, had, she was going to come up with muscle. And okay. those were the two that they thought of. Okay. Well, I hope that Piper Niven continues to have TV time. Mm-hmm. And that Eva does not wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then we go to, we see, it took me like a good, like, 15 seconds to realize that this was blondage. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, because we haven't seen them in so long. Yeah. I was like, who are these people? <laughs> Yeah. Bless you. Uh, there you go. <laughs> you have the most violent sneezes. <laughs> do I? You do. It's cute, though. It's adorable. You're adorable. Uh, and your sneezes me. are violent. I'm, so <laughs> I'm, I'm just a, a, a sweetie pie. Yes. <laughs> so, so Blondage, they're just like, so it's Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. They're having, like, their photos taken. Uh, and it's in, like, a training ring where Tamina and Natalia are. But you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of there's this meme that's going around that, like, people are finally fucking saying out loud where it's, like, this photo and it's, like, theater actors can have people get in, in and out of seats, throwing things at them, doing blah, 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 and can still recite a three-hour play, film actors, and it's, like, this little tiny dog. Yeah. And, and it's <laughs> just, like, someone's in my eyeline. I can't work like this. <laughs> like, that's what this reminded me of. Um, yeah. Because I'm like, that's accurate. I actually just worked with an actor recently who, like, someone moved, like, like an AD moved to, like, move a prop piece. And he was like, I'm sorry, cut. I was like, it's my job to say cut. What the oh, fuck Lord. are you oh, doing? Oh, this is someone you were directing. Jesus. Yeah, I was directing them. I know. I, we, I assume you were very angry at this person for that. I was so angry. I said, you need to fucking get over it. Do your job, not my job. Wow. Yeah, and then I told everyone to take 20. Yeah. And I should have told everyone to take 10, but he was such a big fucking baby. I hope he listens to this. You know who you are. Um. <laughs> you, know, you know what that reminds me of? Um, you know, like, when you're an underground musician, a lot of times you only have, like, one guitar. Mm-hmm. So you can't afford that. Because a lot of times, bigger bands, the reason you never see them tune on stage is because they have like 10 guitars like waiting in the wings right, that a right. roadie will hand them. But a lot of times if it's a smaller band, like they'll have to tune up on stage. You know. Yeah. Whenever we whenever we did it, I always made a I always made a production of it, you know. Cuz like it's going to be boring to just see people tune, so I would do all sorts of bullshit where it's like, you know, I'd announce this next song is called The Tuning and you know, <laughs> shit like that and if we had to do it again it's like this next song is called the tuning reprise you know <laughs> like that makes sense i mean yeah. you gotta keep people engaged yeah so, that's for so sure. so my old roommate who was kind of a dick um but still no one deserves this because this is awful his band played once and uh they had to tune up and so, you know, and sometimes I've also done this too, where you where you do you banter with the audience, you tell a story or something while your guitar player is tuning up. So his guitarist had to tune up and he starts telling a story and I hear the guitar player whisper to him, Can you stop talking? You're distracting me. What? 
The guitar player on stage wanted him to stop talking so he, in the middle of a show, could tune up with no banter and nothing happening but the guitar player just tuning the guitar. That's horrible. Like three songs in. That's horrible. Yeah. And embarrassing. You're all an embarrassment. <laughs> yeah, like, I couldn't fucking believe that. Like, dude, stop yeah. talking. You're distracting me. I'm trying to tune up. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Nobody can move in my eye line. And then he did it again because I went closer to Dan to, yeah. like, whisper something that I wanted, like, in, like, how I wanted him to adjust the camera. And he was like, what are you guys talking about? And I was like, do your job. What the fuck? And this guy, like, is a known actor. <laughs> mm. uh, anyway. You'll, so, have to, well, you'll have to tell me who this is after we're off the air. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If it's not obvious, it's, I guess, it's, you don't know. But, um, but, so Blondage is this person. <laughs> yeah. In this scenario, and Natalia and Tamino are training in the ring, and they say that, like, you know, they're not successful because it matters to them more how they look versus what they do in the ring, and they're not going to be champions because their priorities are all wrong. So there's working hard versus working smart, and it obviously wasn't their brains that got them there, and I love that. It made me really happy. Um, I do have to admit, I do have to admit I like that then Mandy brings up that neither of them would be in wrestling if they didn't come from wrestling families. Yeah, they literally, like, they just, like, threw down. Like, those were the two things that everyone thinks about, but nobody actually ever says about the four of them. Yeah. So, that was cool. And then it was a mess, and they broke up. They, they had a fight. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, then we have an interview with Rhea Ripley, where she says that Charlotte can't control herself when I'm around, and she's busy trying to mend her bruised ego instead of focusing on her match. Because Rhea now is going to have a match with Asuka. Yeah, I love how she says, get out of my face, shoo. <laughs> that yeah. was really cute. So, yes. I have to say, I actually thought this match was a little bit better than their WrestleMania match. Yeah. Because I, I think at their WrestleMania match, they hadn't really developed a chemistry with each other yet. Mm-hmm. And now I think they're definitely learning like what to do with each other. I definitely want to say that, yes, you're right, but they are learning. They're still learning. It, it was still a little slow to me, but it was an improvement. Yeah. Like, I didn't love it, but it was definitely better. So I agree with you. Yeah. Um, It was kind of just, like, slow. I don't know. I feel like, also, I got fucked. We never know that we're going to get fucked week to week when like nxt we should just know better because like we watch nxt first and that that usually is the best show yeah (laughs) out of all of them so then we're just like oh wow that was great i can't wait to see what oh okay (laughs) like and then everything is just like a slow letdown but this was better yeah than it was you know uh, oscar had a great octopus submission um I don't know. There were some really great... So keep that in mind, by the way, because that's a move that I never thought I'd say, wow, we're seeing the octopus an awful lot. This week we saw a gazillion times. I think four people did it. (laughs) I know. I know. I never have written octopus so many times in one sitting. Like, I've never thought to write octopus at all. Like, (laughs) it's ridiculous. Um... Yeah, they threw each other a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you know, there was a lot of like, you know, Oscar getting out of Rhea's superplex attempt and we got we got an ass attack, so that was nice. Yeah. Um Rhea does a northern light suplex and um I I don't know. So Charlotte comes in and ruins it after Rhea does the riptide to win. Um Charlotte attacks Rhea and I wrote Charlotte's outfit would be really great on someone else. <laughs> <laughs> um so Rhea fights back, they get pulled apart, and then this is just crazy. This might be my favorite Charlotte Flair thing I've ever seen though, to be honest. Because she looked fucking insane. <laughs> she looked legitimately pissed off. She looked legitimately pissed off and legitimately insane. Like like like, like she looked like she really real life wanted to fight Rhea. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. It was crazy. So, like, so I, I couldn't even count how many officials and stuff. I yeah, think it was like so, eight or ten of them. So either either Charlotte's a better actress than we think she is, or she was legit pissed off. One of the two. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because... And then she gets kicked in the nose, too, and got <laughs> even, like... Yeah, so she's bleeding from her nose. It's like, what are you going to do? I'm going to kick your ass. I'm like, wow. Well, you heard when they had to bleep them out. They cut yeah, the sound. She was saying, fuck, she was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she must have really been pissed off. Yeah. Because that was an extended bleep, too. Like, it was like a good, like, five or six seconds where you didn't hear any audio. Well, I wonder what happened. Like, I need to know. We need to know, guys. It, it looked like she got kicked in the nose by Rhea when uh, she was trying to get back in the ring. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I wish that, like, they'd come out and say something about it. That would just make me happy. You know. Um, yeah, so that happened, and that was really fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. I really, <coughs> I really, <coughs> I'm dying. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. It was the best Charlotte Flair I've ever seen. And then uh, we get Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax, uh, which most of this match is really just Alexa on Nia's back. Yes. She really did a good job. She did everything she could to get her off of her feet and jumped on her. Yeah. Because that's what you do when there's like a foot height difference. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh... Long story short, Alexa Bliss um, does the Twisted Bliss from the top, but then Reginald interferes. But, um, well, I guess Alexa Bliss now has mind control powers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wrote, yeah, she has powers. That's fun. She puts him, like, in a trance, like, tilts his head at the same time as she does, lifts his hand. And when he, like, snaps out of it, of course, here comes Naya, like, Mother Naya. Yeah. Instead of Mother Teresa, it's Mother Naya. Yeah. Yes. So let's go to NXT UK. Yes, yeah, so we get this great segment about like all these women female wrestlers like talking about Mako Satamora having the NXT championship belt right now. Um we got Raquel. Um and then Zaya Brookside says we're fortunate to fortunate fortunate. Nuts of fortune. <laughs> um we're fortunate to have the best wrestler in the world. Dakota Kai says she that Mako wrestles like she did twenty years ago. Amber calls her a legend. Um and wrestling her is a dream match. And then Amal is just mad. And then Raquel was Well you didn't say why she, Amal was mad. <laughs> oh, because she took her spot and whatever that was. Well, yeah. you remember yeah, in the qualifying uh, you know, match for the uh, number one contender. Um and, you know, the funny thing is Amal was never actually in the match. 
uh, yeah. Zaya Brookside was, and Amal attacked her so she could get in the match, and they told her, nope, you still don't get in the match. Right, right. I remember that. I, that's why I was like, I don't care. Um, you know. I, I was just, I was really enjoying this, like, wholesome promo about Mako Satamora, and then Amal's just like, fuck you. <laughs> I yeah. guess it was funny. Well, and, I think, so, well, to me, I think that's important, because it's setting up um, who her challengers are going to be. Whatever, yeah. Charles. Yeah, so <laughs> it was annoying. Yeah. So Ra- um, Raquel wants what's it but what's it but to be what is the thing sur- that's going to uh, happen? Survivor Series. She wants to Survivor be. Uh, she wants series. NXT versus NXT UK. Yeah, which would be fucking amazing. Um, and Beth Phoenix says that she's repping NXT with UK with pride, so that's so, cool. So if you it. were, so if you were doing an NXT um. First NXT UK match then, and you had to pick five people who would be on the team then. From NXT? Yeah, well, who would be on both teams for you? Um, that's a lot of, that's a loaded question for so late at night, but I would have, um, I would have Raquel and Shotzi and EO and, um, probably Mercedes. And mm-hmm. maybe either Zoe or Tony. Okay. And who would be on the NXT UK team? Um Mako. <laughs> um Kaylee Ray. Uh what the fuck is her name? Why am I forgetting her name? That the White narrows Witch. It down. <laughs> the White Witch. Oh, um I- Isla Dawn. Isla Dawn. Um uh Ava Valkyrie. And do I have one more? I think I do. I don't know. Danny Luna did good this week. Let's go with that. Ugh, you'd put Danny Luna over Ginny? Oh, I forgot about Ginny. I'm yeah. sorry. And this well, is literally who... the match we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. If I were doing um if I were doing it, it would be uh Raquel. It's really hard to pick the the regular NXT team because there's so many great women. Um, I forgot all about Candace and Indy too. Yeah, like I would, I would put um, like Raquel, Shotzi, Candace, um, EO, and Frankie. Mm-hmm. I would, I would have to make my team. But once again, like it's so hard to pick people because it's yeah. that's that's leaving out that's leaving out Dakota, that's leaving out Mercedes, that's leaving out Zoe Stark. Like mm-hmm. there's just so many great women in NXT. You Fucking know. Casey squared, man. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't put them on the team, even no. though I like them. But I yeah. don't think that they're big enough stars to be on a team like that. Yes, not yet. Yeah. So, and for the NXT UK team, um, it would be uh, uh, Mako, Afa Valkyrie, um, Ginny, um, Nina Samuels, and uh, probably for the last person... Um, What's her? Yeah, I guess Kaylee Ray. Yeah. 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 So uh, now we have a subculture arguing with Ginny and Connors backstage. And uh, the tag team champions pretty deadly come by and they're just snarky to everybody. I was like, who are these people? I don't even know who these people are. They're the NXT UK tag team, cha- men's tag team champions. Great. They, everyone looked like they were on like some like, I don't know, steampunk version of Vikings. <laughs> that's what i thought everyone looked like <laughs> hmm. but yeah so we have subculture which is uh we have gordon webster and danny luna versus yeah. jenny and joseph yeah. connors flash gordon webster morgan flash morgan webster 
Oh, I put Gordon Webster. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's his dad. <laughs> oh, really? No, no, I don't know what his oh, fucking dad's fucking name. Oh, you fucking jerk! <laughs> but uh, I was all excited. Yeah. That's so funny. I want to reiterate that I, you know, and, and here's the thing that I realized were pretty deadly for the longest time. I've said that I think that Joseph Connor doesn't fit with Ginny. I don't mm-hmm. think he. I don't think he looks fashionable enough. And I don't yeah. think that like and 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 also he kind of sucks. Um, but seeing Pretty Deadly, I looked at them and I'm like, oh my god, that's exactly who Jenny should have if she's gonna have men with her. Yeah, you're right. Those two, they're pretty. Yeah, and those deadly. two kind of pretty but obnoxious, like fucking you know tag team dudes. I think would work yeah. so great with Jenny. You're right. You're so, right. Yeah, so much better than Joseph Connors, in fact. Agreed. So we had in this we have another we have a standing iron octopus submission. Yeah, by that's Danny exciting. Luna. Yeah, by I'm by sorry, Danny by uh, Ginny on by uh, Danny Ginny, Luna. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like this was a fine match. It was it was good. People did things. I really like um, Webster's like 450 off the ropes. That was amazing. He just like he looked literally like I don't know. Like a bowling ball going down the fucking alley, <laughs> like but going down. Yeah, it was cool. Um, there was a lot of intergender a- uh, action in this match. Oh, you said intergender. <laughs> well, that's what it's called when ladies and intergender. Boys fight each other. That's what it's been called now for the established name for forty-five years. Oh, it sounds dirty. Yeah. Intergender. <laughs> yeah, I hope. By the way, I'm in a new room. Right now, and I hope all those sounds of traffic outside aren't really well. That certainly everybody. That hears. was perfect timing. Yeah, that, that was everybody hilarious. certainly hears. But otherwise, I hope that the sounds of traffic aren't aren't uh, really hard for I, me to edit out on this. I haven't heard anything other than that. Yeah, well, you're... it was like the gods were like, "Oh, we're talking about it." Yeah, but he's keep talking in mind, about it. Let's fuck with him. But keep in mind, a lot of the uh, you know the raw audio is a, a lot like. When we did our um our our last podcast with our guest, I had I had to do so much editing. Um uh, because she kept moving and literally like every time she'd move it would make like noise. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. Like there's some there's some things I wasn't able to remove at all because it was while she was talking. Right. You know, but otherwise pretty much every space between uh sentences she said I had to edit. Holy shit. Yeah. It was... Well, it was. you're a hero and a saint. Yeah. Um, you know, because, like, when, we, when you do this, you have to... Um, you pretty much have to stand... You have to sit still and not move, and you have to kind of make sure that the mic isn't, like, on the area that you're, that you're sitting on or whatever. Um, yeah. For all you uh, aspiring podcasters out there. And you know, your intergender podcasters, yes. So, um, but yeah, so that was uh, not ideal. Um, no, but yeah, so I hope that, um, this is the first time I'm ever recording the podcast in this room, so I hope that uh, it doesn't um, interfere. So we'll we'll hear. Um, but yeah, so, um, there was a lot of like I said, like Ginny punches uh, Flash Morgan Webster. And uh, then I, I kind of love that where Ginny punches Webster and then Danny punches Ginny. Yeah, that was good. That and, was then, great. and then Danny kicks Joseph Connors in the face. Yeah. Because yeah. why not? 
Yeah, like, and and I kind of like as much as I as I think that Danny Luna is, I don't know. She needs to to establish herself as something. Except like right now, she kind of comes off to me as like English um, Jordan Grace. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah you're right. You know, and because um, I'll tell you, the first half of this match really bored me, uh-huh. and and then it picked up. Because it became intergender. Like, the second half of the match, I thought, was actually very exciting and very good. But the first half was very boring. Yeah. Yeah, I liked I liked Ginny's DDT and then how, like, Danny stalked her on the outside of the ring. It yeah. Was, you know, some things happened. But I did, I did like a lot that, basically, Danny Luna did a fucking powerbomb to Joseph Connors. Yeah, that was awesome. Which just shows how really strong Danny Luna is. Yeah, she said, that's why I'm putting her on my team. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'd still say Ginny is a better wrestler and a lot yeah. more exciting of a personality. Um, yes. So we go to Impact Subculture now. wins. Yes, Subculture wins. Um, Deanna at Impact breaks up with, with Kimber and Susan. Yes. She's done. Yes. Um, Susan calls her a typical degenerate millennial. Yes. And I took offense to that. <laughs> I did. So... Um, we now have Rachel and Jordan, uh, Jordan Grace, speaking of, uh, Danny Luna, um, backstage, (laughs) um, and, uh, Jordan is angry that people think they only got the tag titles because of Rachel. Right, because she's been working on it for so long, like, before Rachel ever got there. And Jordan's like, you know, like, eh. So, Rachel says, like, things are rocky, but she's going for Tennille tonight, she wants Jordan there. Um, and Jordan's mad about, Rachel's like, you're mad about losing. I get that. Jordan's like, no, you don't know shit. <laughs> um, basically. And she just like, is like, Tennille's the only person that that you talk to, Rachel. And I'm like, oh shit. It's like, she's cheating on her. Like she heard some rumor about her girlfriend being like, there's, she's talking to so-and-so like middle school relationship. That's basically what this is. Hmm. Yes. So very exciting. I've I've come speak well, I wouldn't say exciting with this match. Um so Rachel really needs to learn and I I it's it's sad that she's no longer with NXT because I think that they would have kind of gotten her out of this habit. Um Rachel needs to learn to to wrestle. You know, it's so funny we're talking about Danny Luna. I think Rachel needs to learn to do more like Jordan Grace type things and more power moves and stuff. She's so incredibly strong, but she spends the first six minutes of every match she does just doing rest holds. Yeah, this was a boring ass motherfucking match. Yeah, like she can do such cool stuff, but she 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 saves it for like, you know, five minutes at a time, like, you know, at five yeah. minute intervals, she'll do something really impressive. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, yeah. she she just kind of puts a headlock on someone and then like lays down for like a forty five seconds at a time. It's true. You know what the best part of this match was? Caleb with a K. Really? Um, <laughs> he was the best part of this match with like like when Tennille threw Rachel's face into the mat. Him going, "How'd that mat taste? Huh? <laughs> How'd that mat taste?" Like I, that was funny. Um. You know, um, I love Caleb calling Tennille T-Dog. That was really cute. I loved how he used the towel to, like, pull Rachel. Yeah. And I just, I, 
That was really all I cared about. <laughs> I kept writing, I'm bored. I don't care. I'm bored. I'm very shocked to see that not only is Tennille winning you over, but Caleb is now. I know. How bad is that? <laughs> That's really bad. But Tennille does a crucifix style something or other. Um, after Caleb gets involved. Which is um, the actual name of the move, by the way. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I was very surprised in a week where everyone was doing the octopus that uh, Tennille didn't do it. No, and we didn't get a dash boogie, which is great. Well, we so don't. We haven't gotten that in the longest time. That's why at the pay-per-view, when Josh was talking about it, she hadn't done it. so it's, annoying. The dumb asshole was, kind of, was hoping she would do it. It's really fucking stupid. Yeah. This match was really fucking stupid, too. Yeah, no, this was not a bad, this was not a good match, and I don't even blame Tennille for that. No. Like, no. Tennille tried. Rachel, yeah. Rachel needs to learn, like, that she needs to, she needs to do powerful, impactful moves. No one wants to see her just grab someone and squeeze for, for five minutes. Yeah. It's visual, it's visually unexciting. It's, it's, it's exactly, and I'll tell you, it's a, and I can understand maybe why she does it, because it's the exact same shit that Randy Orton does, and it's why I hate his matches. And How is Randy O-Town? Do we I don't, know? I don't know. I've, I've fast-forwarded through every match he's done that hasn't involved Bray Wyatt for the last, like, four months or whatever it's been since WrestleMania. <laughs> I wonder how long it's been. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think two months or something, but it yeah. feels like four. Um, so we end on a really low mark with uh, Fire and Flavor doing awful comedy. See, I thought this was hilarious because really? it was so bad. Really? It was so bad, it was really funny. Like, and no, I just kept thinking about it from like the people who they interacted with, like, standpoint. Yeah. Like, I'm like, they're obviously not janitors, but they're not wrestlers. So I'm like, who are these people? So if I, if you didn't I see assume this, everyone, that they're, it's I fine. assume they're local uh, Tennessee actors that they hired. Probably. Probably. Which, wait, no, that ruins it. Oh, no. <laughs> I was hoping they weren't actors because they're terrible at acting. But so if you haven't watched this segment, everyone, don't. It's okay, but um, it's just like they want to ask people who's doing who's the best tag team of all time. Um, so they find a guy with a mop named Dan, and he's like, "I just started today. I don't know who you guys are." And I, I did think here goes keep sweeping your mess because we know that we're the best and you know nothing. Then there's a guy with like a, a dumpster on wheels, whatever that's called. Um, I assume that's called a dumpster on wheels. Yeah, probably. And then um, she's like, I can't help you guys. And, or he's like that. And I'm like, that was just dumb. I would have been like, I would have like, if I would have been like, you know, name some other really iconic fucking tag team. Oh, that reminds me, by the way, of something way more interesting than this, t than this uh, segment. So the yes. Iconics have trademarked a new name, um, oh. which I, because obviously they can't call themselves the Iconics wherever they go. Right. Um. So now, and I don't even know how you'd, it's basically they've trademarked the inspiration, but with two eyes, which would make it the eyespiration, wouldn't it? The inspiration. Yeah. Because two eyes, it's no longer the, it's no longer an eh sound. It's an A e, in E sound. So it becomes yeah. like the e e inspiration. E inspiration, like they're German or something. 
That's okay. I hope that they like talk like that. That'd be funny. We are the inspiration. You know. We are the inspiration. You know. Yes. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but that's what they're uh, calling themselves now. So this entire stupid segment just existed so that like they could make a Mickey James joke. Yeah, and I hated it. Yeah, it, it was the less talk, the less it's spoken about, the better. The, the better. Yes. So, Agreed. Um, speaking of the less spoken about, the better. Let's go to AEW, where we have Jade Cargill and 1-800-Lawyer also doing bad comedy. Yes, talking about and partnering wait, with well, the Wait, 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 wait. My note here is amazing. I literally yes. wrote some dumb, dumb comedy about the... I actually forgot by the time I had to finish this sentence what the fuck they were even talking about. <laughs> Great. Yep, that's pretty much it. Moving yeah. on, we have and, Penelope and, Ford. Well, well <laughs> I... How does anyone speak like Jade Cargill? I don't know. I've never heard anyone who, like, has a worse monotone. Yeah, you're right. It's bad. Like, she doesn't... It's all one... It's all just one, like, thing like this, and no matter what she says, I'm that bitch. Like, it's all just in, like, one fucking tone, and it never goes up. It never goes down. It... uh, it's just in the middle. I'm Jade She's Cargill. She's on TV. She needs voice and speech classes, clearly. Like, it's not like they can't afford it. Yeah. Like, well, I guess they're like, wait, well, you know, like, uh, she's, you know. She's can, that bitch. Yeah, we can say that we have our own female wrestler that we made ourselves that's never wrestled for Vince and never been in NXT or Impact or anywhere else. And it's like, yeah, and we can tell. Mm-hmm. We can certainly tell she's never had any experience anywhere else. Yeah, for real. Because she ain't good. She no, she she has a nice she has a nice definition. She certainly knows how to work out. You know. <laughs> yes. But uh, I I really don't see and these these awful fucking one eight hundred lawyer sketches are just oh my fucking god, man. I know, they gotta stop. Yeah, so speaking of bad delivery, let's talk about Julia Hart. And um, I was actually looking forward to this match because I know how bad Julia Hart is at selling. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to see what the fuck she would screw up in this match. Go ahead, please, because I kind of zoned out this entire time. Well, <laughs> Julia comes in, she's doing black backflips, and then they do a friggin' State Farm commercial on commentary. Right. Um, there was a nice, you know, like everything that like Penelope is a star. Right. Absolutely. I, she I, is. I actually wish Penelope was somewhere else. I wish she was in NXT or Impact or somewhere where she could because Penelope is really good. And but she has an she has amazing. She's really good. She's not great. But I think if she worked with people with more experience instead of fucking amateur hour in, in Jacksonville, she could become great. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, she has all the tools, and she has such personality. She has looks, she has personality, and can, she can actually wrestle. She just needs to be able to work with more experienced people to put it all together. And, uh-huh. and that ain't gonna happen when she's fucking wrestling Julia Hart. Mm-mm. So, my absolute favorite bad Julia Hart sell is at one point... Um, you know, uh, Penelope's on the outside and she's trying to pull Julia out of the ring and Julia, like, just fucking goes to dead weight. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, just goes to dead weight and puts her arms at her sides and doesn't move. And you can see Penelope having problems getting her into position. 
And so she finally puts Julia into position and she goes in the top rope and she jumps, you know, onto Julia's, onto Julia's stomach. And then we see Julia in the ring holding her chin. Oh, fuck. I didn't catch any of these because I thought it was terrible. Well, that's the whole point, you know? Like, you shouldn't watch these. But I did watch it. I took notes on the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other thing is Julia's timing. Like, Julia really should not be on television. Uh-huh. Julia, Julia is, is probably the worst wrestling school student in all of AEW. Yeah. You know, and I, and I call her a wrestling school student because she's not ready for television. You know, and, and I think that, like I said, give her a year where no one sees her and she works with people better than her who teach her how to do shit. Maybe she'll get really good. But right now, it's, it's, it's amateur hour, 100%, watching Julia Hart out there. At one point, she was, ju- she was running towards uh, Penelope Ford in the corner. Mm-hmm. But she did it so slow that it that Penelope Ford had to like bend herself forward and wait two seconds for um Julia Hart to pull to pull her in a move. Yeah, it was just I mean, it was it was bad. Um it was like I don't know. It didn't even look good when like when Penelope did like the moonsault and nobody was there, like when Julia got out of the way, like even that was sloppy on her part. Yeah, um, she's she's just not good and it's a shame cuz I actually think Penelope Ford is probably the the person with the most personality out of every woman in AEW and potential to do so so much and we don't ever really see her either. No. no. It's really embarrassing. They, they do had, better people. They they had her in a weird um storyline about video games for like a year. Oh. Where she was like her boyfriend's manager and someone broke his like video game like controller. And that oh, was the actual storyline that they went on for like a fucking year. That's really dumb. Yeah. So, um Mr. Lana comes out at the end of the at the end of the uh and also by the way at the end of the match once again after having a submission put on her the Indian Deathlock that um you know Looks like it would hurt, except Julia doesn't sell it at all. No, no, she doesn't. It's more of like I got a poop face. Yeah, Julia just had like a, a the face of mild annoyance on there. Is and... she the one that I called poop girl? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and um, and after and of course after uh, um, Penelope lets go of the move, she holds her chin again because I yeah. guess Julia just like how the day that Julia looked like she had to poop she was just holding her stomach no matter what Britt Baker did to her I feel like she only knows how to sell one body part at a time Yes well she's holding her chin so that her jaw doesn't drop to the floor with embarrassment over her own performance So yeah but, no um, like sh- So and then Mr. Lana comes out at the end Um Who's this guy is this Miro Yeah that's Lana's uh, husband the husband of CJ Perry Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, he says it's three-on-one, and he starts beating up the varsity blonde dudes, and Ford is just kind of like, eh, not my circus, not my clowns. Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. a big fight is happening, and they cut in the middle of it, because who, yeah, wants to actually, who wants to actually see what's happening in the ring when you can have uh, Vicky Guerrero babble about cheese, like, way more than 
made any sense whatsoever. This made me just like so, so angry, just so and hungry, but like not really good hungry, like sick to my stomach, hungry. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know if that's a thing. I just made it a thing. So Vicky Guerrero sucks and, um, <laughs> she does her job very well. And she says that, that, that Britt Baker and Rebel smell like raw onions and stale cheese sauce. And I'm like, you fucking, I bet you fucking know exactly what stale cheese sauce smells like, Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> you seem just like you did. So she says that Brit's only shown the world what kind of, um, what you find, what? I put happy place? How you find your happy place by eating cheeseburgers. But she wants Nyla Rose to have the title. And Brit's like, I love Brit's expression in this. She's just like, fuck off, you fucking crazy lady. I don't want to see Rick and Vicky Guerrero wrestle. I uh, don't. That's, uh, that's this week. Aren't you excited for it? I don't want to watch it. Hmm. I will, but I don't want to. And she's Tony Khan owes me a favor. I wrote in my notes, I don't think anybody wants to see that. <laughs> no, and they're advertising for it. Yeah. Which is just embarrassing. Yeah, that's, uh, isn't that exciting? No. So yeah. this is going to be, br- and we have Rebel in the middle of this too. Yeah. It's just like double the fun. I mean, come on. Everyone's excited to see Rebel wrestle Vicky Guerrero. That will be a wrestling fucking classic. Fuck, yeah, they're going to Fuck be- the return of Io Shirai. I want to see fucking... Rebel and, and Vicky put on a wrestling clinic for 25 minutes. Agreed. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah, so let's go to SmackDown. SmackDown. Because I, I, I don't really care enough to finish off the... Uh, the I Vicky think a Guerrero. lot of this was just, like, shit that we've seen before. <laughs> yeah. Heard before. So it's Bianca saying the same stuff that she's said for a while. Um... That so no one defines her because she defines herself. She fought and has clawed her way to get there. She's loud and proud and unapologetically me. Um, yeah, I mean, as much as I like Bianca and Bailey, this really felt like they didn't have anything written for them. So they just kind of just the same thing. They just kind of copied and pasted like various dialogue they've had from like the last few weeks. I thought that this was an accident on your part, editing-wise, in the matches that you sent me. I thought mm-hmm. that you accidentally sent me what she said last week. Yeah, no, this was, uh... Yeah. You, you could tell was, it no. was new by their outfits being outfits we right, haven't seen right. them wear. That's the only reason. Yeah. But I was like, this is exactly what... I don't know. Yeah, it it, it really... As much as I like both Bianca and Bailey, and I'll say, what um you know, uh... Tomorrow we're going to have our pay-per-view episode. And I say, I really like their match. But this just felt like, eh, we don't have anything. Like, it felt like, you know, the show's about to go on. And they're like, shit, we didn't write a women's segment. Uh, Give me me last week's script. Yeah, it was just not great. Yeah. So, uh, so then. Now let's go to good stuff. Yeah, let's go to NXT. Um, Yay! There was some great character work and acting in this uh, episode. There really was. Well, fucking William Regal like almost had me like in tears. Yeah. And then I was like, holy shit, I think he's hot. Oh no, but only when he's crying. <laughs> yeah. Only when he's crying. <laughs> but I was like, fuck, am I attracted to crying William Regal? <laughs> but yeah, no, like this, this felt like a genuine retirement speech. It really did. I thought he was actually going. Yeah. He did a great job selling this. Yeah. Well, he's an old fucking pro, man. He's been doing this shit since he was, like, fucking 13 years old. 
Like that's nuts. He was he was been in wrestling like long enough that he was still doing it at like fucking like carnivals in England and shit. Wow. You know, so Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So he goes over how he started out in the announce table with NXT and how he's been part of all these wonderful NXT moments. And I really like him also talking about how they got to um, do NXT UK in Blackpool and how his nieces got to sit with him and watch the show. Yeah, I love how he makes it about family and about how he kind of makes NXT his family when he's not with his family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a really great speech, but he decided that finally he decided that the chaos that has been going on, that he's given them everything that he can give them. Yeah. Given us everything he can give us. Yeah. So because of everyone, I don't think I can give you what you deserve anymore, and it's time for me to carry and cross. Yeah, so carry and cross <laughs> and Scarlet come out, and I, I love, by the way, that Carrion is back to just being a full-on heel. Like, for a while, oh, yeah. while it seemed like they were kind of trying to test him out as a good guy, and I was, I was kind of iffy on it. And now he's just a full-on fucking heel. Yeah. Yeah, and it's great. And he looks really good in a tuxedo, and she just, like... I'm very impressed with all of the women who go out in stilettos and, like, seamlessly get in and out of that ring just mm-hmm. to, like, talk. I'm like, I couldn't do that fucking fall and break something. But that's amazing. Like, that's, like, almost as impressive as, like, some crazy move off the top rope. I'm like, they yeah. just got in and out of the ring in stilettos. Yeah. But after this, like, big emotional speech, Karrion Cross comes out and he mocks Regal for crying. And he He's calls... just a big, fat meanie. Yeah, he calls Regal pathetic. And he says that he controls this place now through chaos and violence. And he wants Regal to say that he's leaving and that I want you to walk your ass up that aisle and never come back. Say that Cross was right. Say that Cross conquers all. And then, I love also Scarlet in this, though. Yeah. She's, like, high. She's, like, high as fuck on this. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. I love this. I, she's, like, about to orgasm. It's amazing. Yeah. And then we hear notes that, that you know, I wish that the internet hadn't ruined. Because when Funky Godzilla starts playing, and that's not really what the song is called, but listen to it. It's fucking the Godzilla theme, but funky. <laughs> um, seriously that's what i've been calling samoa joe's theme like since i first heard it i'm like jesus christ he has a funky godzilla tea uh like a funky theme. godzilla theme yeah no listen to it like right after we get off the podcast and you'll hear it mm-hmm. you'll hear it exactly mm-hmm. um but he's coming down the aisle and i realized i never knew i wanted to see samoa joe versus carrion cross until right this second yeah yeah but he's like I don't know. This was still at this point. I'm thinking like I didn't see this get ruined. So yeah, lucky me. I was like, why Samoa Joe? Why is William Regal gonna give this all over to Samoa Joe? Like I get it, but no. I just became attracted to you, William Regal. I need you <laughs> around. This just happened. Now you're gonna rip it all away. Um. So he makes him this offer he's just like he plucked it so uh, jesus christ so he says absolutely not well you didn't say what the offer was he offers his job to samoa joe oh i thought that was inferred based on what i was saying but um so yeah he wants joe to do his job and he explains why and regal says he's been there for no so this is I love how Joe says, absolutely not, does that, like, classic thing that we do to scare people that we love. 
Um, and he says, you know, you've been there for seven years. You brought the best talent in the world together, myself included. You plucked it from obscurity and made it an international phenomenon. Um, and I was like, he's fucking right. That's awesome. So he makes Regal an offer. Um, he made his life. He knows that he made Regal's life a living hell, but he gave him respect. So respect he deserves from everybody. And then I love just like the glare at Karrion Cross. Um, so Regal's like, okay, but you can't be a competitor or lay a hand on anyone unless provoked. And then I well, love Regal looking at Cross. Well, there, see, the, 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 the most important part of that, and I think the best character work, is when Regal said you can't put a hand on anyone, Karrion Cross starts smiling. Yeah. And then he says, unless provoked. And then he loses yes. the smile. Yes, that was awesome. I yeah. love that so much. I love that. So and of course, I'm looking at Scarlet this whole... I'm actually... I think at that point, I was like, where's Scarlet? She, like, disappeared again for a minute. Yeah. Um, not nice. Scarlet's amazing. So, Joe accepts. Um, and the one question left to answer, it's up to Cross, is, is to Cross, and what are you still doing in this ring? And I love how he says TikTok, young champion. <laughs> um, and Scarlet's just adorable checking in on Carrion and the crowd chants, Joe is going to kill you, which is amazing. And then the na 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 na, hey hey, goodbye thing. Loved it. I, I figure you would appreciate that song because you're all into the classic rock and shit. And you would yeah, appreciate them I chanting that as him as he leaves. <laughs> and he's the fucking champion. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So. Um, we get to see some of, uh, Samoa Joe's, um, uh, I, I included these just because, you know, storyline-wise, I think it was important to continue mm -hmm. with the story, but, um, we get to see Samoa Joe bring, um, you know, order to the chaos backstage, where, um, Ad Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly are fighting backstage, and, uh, they get split up, and, you know... Adam Cole, like, throws hands at fucking Samoa Joe, and Samoa Joe just chokes him the fuck out. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I wrote, I wrote, oh, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it's going to be a really great developmental thing for them to continue to grow with. Yeah. Definitely. Having yeah. him in this part. Yeah. So now we have Frankie Monet backstage. With Prince Presley. I love hey, that they Frankie. that they also not only do they say Frankie but uh Presley. Presley. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Frankie Presley. <laughs> so <laughs> she is great. a huge announcement. It'd be great if she just like put the Presley to the mic and Presley just started barking for a little bit and that was the whole promo. <laughs> um we that's what the world needs right. Just like now, a little bit. Honestly. Arr, arr, you know. <laughs> That'd be so cute. That'd be so, so cute. So Frankie has a huge announcement. She's here to make the people happy. And what they want is... I wrote... I autocorrect fucked up and I wrote... What they want is more money. <laughs> <laughs> which is absolutely I mean, which true. is true. But <laughs> she's not going to do that for us. Um... <laughs> no, this is really funny. So they want more me. Jesus Christ, Chelsea. That's hilarious. So well, she, week... well, she said more Monet. More Monet. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. That was just my subconscious being like, you want more money. Um, so next week, there'll be an encore performance of her world premiere. And she hears, like, people making a ruckus. Um, and she sees it's Jessica Maya and Aaliyah. And, they're, and she just, like, talks to them. I like how she's becoming now this, like, 
psychological manipulator. Um, well, well the, she's been doing that since the beginning. As I, as I said, I know, I, but I it's, it's her, growing. I described her as the Iago of NXT. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's growing. She says that, like, Robert Stone has fuck, fucked up their win. Like, and then when he comes in, she, like, lies to his face. And is just like, you should pay, listen to him more. <laughs> it's just fake and hilarious. And I'm like, did Aaliyah and Jesse even get what was happening? <laughs> oh, no. I think they totally got what was happening. Yeah, I think but that's... on the way out, they just didn't. I just was like, they're not good actors. That was all. I, yeah. I got the, see, I got the complete opposite impression. I got the impression that they're like, you know, all right, Frankie's just humoring him. Oh, well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll see how this progresses, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, she's sowing the seeds of discord. Yes. So now we have Mercedes watching, uh, Mercedes Martinez watching her match with Xia Lee. Mm-hmm. And she says, at TakeOver, I felt the wrath of Tian Shaw, but, you know, she's the wrong person to mess with. Because she's not going anywhere. And Boa, you're going to feel steel again. And Zaya, we're one-on-one. We can go back and do this again anytime. And Mei Ying, you won't have a chance to get out of your chair next time because I'm going to kick you right out of it. You go, Mercedes. Yeah. Hooray. So, so now we go to Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. And they talk about their match with um Ember Moon. With Ember. Yes. And the Ember learned the hard way. You can't fa and that what did I even write? Oh, and that that Candace and Indy have to hold on to the titles real tight. Because Dakota wants gold and one title is enough for is not enough for Raquel. So then I find it I'm like, Casey Squared, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yep. And I, but before I, I that, also bef- I also <laughs> like, by the way, that Dakota and Raquel um, when they're walking to the ring, Shotzi and Ember are being held back by Samoa Joe. <laughs> well, that was just the best. I love that. I love, I love Dakota being like, we don't have time for this. And Raquel saying, you've been kissed by an angel. <laughs> um, I loved it. And then this is just the, the yeah. best match of the week, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, Dakota, yeah, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Casey Squared of Caitlin Carter and Casey Catanzaro. Yeah, this is just like, oh, fuck. There's so, uh, my nipples just got hard. But we get the octopus shit um, again. But so this is really fun. We have Dakota Kai and Caden Carter starting out. Um, and, you know, she knocks her on the head. Caden knocks Dakota on her head. But there's this, so Casey's in. This is, uh, I could go, like, move by move. But this is honestly something you guys just have to watch 100%. The, um, if you haven't seen it already. But the biggest, most amazing thing about both of these tag teams is how great they are at being tag teams. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, even Casey Squared. Like, the shit that they fucking pulled. Oh, is, yeah. Yeah, they're really, they're really, really, really incredible. Um, and the fact that they, like, were quick enough and jumped high enough where they could somehow get Raquel Gonzalez out of a ring, off her feet, on the ground, like, flipped over something multiple times. Mm-hmm. You got fucking Casey Catanzaro just being like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, and keep in mind, Casey is fucking Madeline size. Like, she's, I know. she's oh, legit I know. 4'11". I know. It's and like insane. 90 pounds, and yet she's so incredibly athletic and just bouncy and, and just awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, ugh. And whenever, like, Casey did a move, like, Caden would come in strong and, like, finish it off. There's, 
I just, I love them. I love them so much. I'm trying to find in my notes, um, trying to find in my notes that, like, the feared, fucking weird, like, flippy thing off of Caden's back that Casey did. That oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, into, like, a, into a Hurricane Rada. And, yeah. Or even when, at one point, um, and I love this, um, where Raquel grabbed, uh, Casey and threw her into the fucking ropes, but Caden runs over and does, like, a do-si-do. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. And then turn that into hitting Raquel. Yeah. It's just... Somehow everything... You know, what we usually see, which makes sense, is someone will... No matter who Raquel is in the ring with, she'll... Like, they'll try and knock her down and Raquel will somehow reverse it and destroy the shit out of the other person. And somehow Casey Squared destroyed that pattern. Yeah. Um... Very, 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 like, they were in control. And it's, like, it's the first time where I've seen someone against this powerhouse person like Raquel Gonzalez, like, actually go and attack her, and I believed it. Yeah. You know? Well, it's because they keep doing it in these, like, very innovative ways that Mm -hmm. you realize, like, they'd be hard, that'd be hard to counter if that was coming at you, because they come from both directions all the time. Yeah. And they have no fear. That's what I love, too. Like, Caden Carter, like, just, like, throws herself everywhere. And I don't think that she, you know, she's not a fucking ninja warrior, but she's a fucking, like, she might as well be at this point. Like, I'm starting to, like, oh, she's amazing. did, Did you say that because of Casey coming from American Ninja Warrior? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's why I said that. Yeah. Um. But, and, you know, Dakota and Raquel were also amazing in this. They really yeah. were. Um, they, it, it, Dakota is just like, I feel like she's like an underdog now. And I don't want her to be that. Um, because, and I don't want her to like live in Raquel's shadow. It's like the younger sibling when the older sibling's doing better than mm-hmm. you. And I hope that that changes. Um, well, I, really I mean, do. they've already hinted at like, I mean, you know, eventually they will break up. Yes. You know, I mean, that's already been hinted at. I know, but I don't want it. I did want it, and now I don't. I flip and flop and I change in my mind. Like a fish. So this is just like Like a fish. Yes, like a fish. This is just the best thing that I've seen, I think. Well, definitely this week. I actually, I enjoyed this match. We'll get into the pay-per-view tomorrow, but I enjoyed this match more than the pay-per-view matches. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I love this. And Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez, uh, they win uh, with the DTK um, from Dakota. But Casey and Caden just looked great in this. They did. Fucking like, Casey's 450 off the top rope. That yeah. was amazing. Yeah, like I'll say, Kate, like obviously I can see why they're not like in contention for the tag titles right now. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many teams that have bigger stars on them. But, yeah, but they're like such a solid fucking team. I just want yeah. them to get there. I, I, but that's the thing is I feel like they are being set up in a way that it will be a big deal when they eventually do get the titles. I feel like they eventually will. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the way they're being set up is a, just like how... Every week, Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea get better and better. And I think same thing with Casey Squared. And I think we're looking at, like, the future, like, a year from now, who the big feuds will be for the tag titles and stuff. You'll see, like, yeah. those teams and stuff. 
Yeah, I can't wait for that. Casey Squared deserves the world. I was actually, I audibly like screamed like, oh, come on, when Dakota pinned her. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, this is going to happen. This is happening. It's happening. It's happening. It didn't happen. Yeah. So, so now we go to, see, okay, you know, like some people think that I hate wrestling comedy, but the thing is I hate bad wrestling comedy. And I find the Everrise guys hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I love their, like, so Hit Row, I guess, just destroyed their house from their pre-pre-show. Which is hilarious, by the way, that they had a pre-pre-show, which means that no one was actually watching it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of the joke there, but I love that they don't make it obvious, like Impact would have or something. Yeah, you they would have ruined it. They would have gone too far. Yeah, like, they would have had a character come in and be like, you know, no one sees a pre-pre-show. Right. You know, and, and that would have ruined the joke. But the fact that they just mentioned it as though it's something we're supposed to accept, that, that their stupid podcast that, like, probably has as many listeners as we do, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, got, like, re- they had a little house and it got wrecked by Hit Row. Which um, is just hilarious. I love that first they're bitching about donuts. Yes. You know, which is amazing. So they're mad about them, but they rebuild the house. And I love the, like, pan to the house. It's just a fucking disaster. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they just rebuilt, like, a fucking, like, the house with, like, no instructions and everything is in the wrong place. But the no, door, it's so bad. But the doorbell still works, so it's good. It does. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote, this is dumb, why am I laughing? <laughs> yeah. No, yes. Ever Rise are really winning me over with, like, just... Because that's good comedy. At me. least they're getting TV time, too. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. Good. So now Io Shirai comes to the ring, and she's about to announce who her next target is when Candice LeRae comes out. Jam, jam, jam. And she says a lot has changed since you've been gone. The most important one is that there's no longer an uh, that she's no longer an uncrowned champion. Since you're no longer the unbeatable champion, it's back to the bottom for you. You have to earn your opportunities now. And I love her smile. But she said something hasn't changed. I, I still cannot stand you, which <laughs> I love that. Um, and you pick the wrong time to screw with me. And then she goes, like, towards the ring, and Indy attacks EO from behind. So they're both attacking EO, and I'm like, oh, no, EO. But she fights back, puts Indy through the ropes, um, and Candace pulls her down by her leg, but I don't know. A lot of fucking shit. It was really quick. Well, oh, they put but... her onto the, uh, they, they put her onto the announce table. Yes, And at this did. point, Candace LeRae starts telling Indy to do the elbow drop from the top rope. Right, Which, but Zoe Stark comes out. That's a pretty far distance, actually. Like, yeah, like that wasn't like, and you could see it in Indy's face, like, really, mom? What? Yeah. And then it's also like, I feel like that the, there was also a missed opportunity. I feel like there for like story development, as much as we love the way, but for like Indy to be like, maybe she doesn't have my best interest at heart. I think it's way too early for hints at, at that. But, point. but that would have been an opportunity. Yeah, but as I said, like, the way I feel it's really too, like, like, Raquel and Dakota have already been together a year at this point. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, so, like, I think, okay, you can start hinting at them breaking up, and you can have them break up in, like, five, six months from now. Right. But with, with Indy and The Way, keep in mind that, that that was, like, late last year. Mm-hmm. Like, Indy didn't reveal herself until, like, October. 
Right. Hey, I don't know how long these things last. I didn't realize there's like a date on it. <laughs> well, it depends. If you're in the main roster, if you're on Raw or SmackDown, it may end the very next week after they put it together. Yeah, exactly. You know, but... Exactly. When there's actual good writing, they tend to let these things be a slow burn. Yes, the un- the anyway. undisputed The Undisputed Era were together for four years before they broke up. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. That's why they hate each other so much. They were in, like, the biggest men's faction in all of NXT for four years. Right. And then they broke up, and, everybody, and they all hate each other now. But they, that, was, that was a big, you know, there were hints of that every now and then, but they kept them together for, like, four years. Awesome. Before it finally, like, all fell apart. Cool. Um, anyway, so Zoe Stark comes out. Um... And she attacks the way. And Eo takes to this guy and takes both Candace and Indy down. And that was amazing because I was just so excited that she's back. So I was like, wait, Zoe and Eo could be a tag team. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, I'm um, fine with that. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I think we should also mention, by the way, that Becky Lynch, um, the man, has been uh, training at the uh, Performance Center. Uh, right. This past week, I guess, obviously trying to get back into ring shape. Um, I don't know whether she's coming back to Raw or SmackDown. Boy, wouldn't it be funny if Becky Lynch just came back to NXT? I mean, I like, don't think the show could get any better. That would be fucking amazing if Becky Lynch just spent like a year on NXT or something. That'd be so great. I'd love but, that. But, um, you know, well, the problem, the only problem with that is that, like, I don't think you can have Becky Lynch be champion without it burying everybody else in NXT. That's true. You're right. You know, like, they're, like someone like a Frankie Monet needs to have a time to shine. Someone like, you know, and, and won't really get a chance to if Becky Lynch is at the top. But it would still yeah. be kind of neat to have her there if she mm-hmm. wasn't going for a title. Yeah, 100%. Um, but I love that Becky Lynch apparently requested to train with Indy Hartwell. That's cool. Yeah, so I guess that means she obviously sees something in Indy. And I can't imagine what an honor that must be for Indy. Mm-hmm. Considering that Indy got the idea to become a woman's wrestler after seeing, Beck, after seeing uh, Sasha and Bailey at yeah. uh, TakeOver Brooklyn, which means that she was watching NXT around the time that Becky Lynch and Charlotte were all... Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and, uh, the, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Sasha and Bailey were all in NXT together. Right. So I can't imagine what the, how how cool that must have been for Indy Hartwell. Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah. So that's we really we awesome. find out the Diamond Mine is opening next week. Uh, whoever is involved in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I find the final note is I love the way with Samoa Joe. Yeah, I, my final note is why am I attracted to William Regal? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it, guys. Yeah, so that was uh, NXT. We actually ended on a good note this week. Yeah, we I like that, because then you're all forced to listen to us through yeah. all the bad shit. Yeah, but um, I I was really... I thought that was one of the better... And I also want to talk about, very briefly, one of the men's uh, skits, just because mm-hmm. there was some great character work from... Uh, I love L.A. Knight. Um... I love the fact that, like, you have Ted DiBiase making him the million-dollar champion. Mm-hmm. And Ted DiBiase, who was, like, the biggest bad guy in the 80s for a bunch of years. Right. And I kind of love the idea of the, you, the new young bad guy. Beating the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, oh, I got what I needed from you. 
Yeah, it was so fucked up what he did. Yeah. That but was so fucked. It's such good character work for L.A. Knight. Mm-hmm. Because it really, it really establishes him as, like, a bad guy. That he's, like, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't want to respect his elder, who's even, you know, who also was a bad guy. You know. And, and he took the guy's belt and then just told him to basically to go fuck himself and beat him up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I really like that character work. And I even like that it showed Cameron Grimes coming in. And even though he got kind of screwed by Ted DiBiase, he still cares about this, you know, old man that he looked up to. Cameron Grimes! I just had to say it. You know, and it, and it also establishes Cameron Grimes as a full-on good guy at this point. Yeah. Which is kind of really hilarious funny. if you really think about it. Yeah, it is hilarious. You're right. But, but yeah, no, I thought that was, uh, there was just such great work on NXT. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, overall. They put on a good show every week. Yeah, they're still the best show in wrestling uh, on a week-to-week basis right now. 100%. They're consistent. That's the big thing. Yeah, like, I can honestly say, I think out of all the time we've covered, they've had one bad episode. Yeah, maybe. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, I don't even remember what happened on it, but I remember there was one episode where I remember distinctly being disappointed, but that's because there's such high quality all the fucking time. Yeah, you, have, you go in with high expectations every week. Yeah. 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 So um, that, that has been the week in women's wrestling. Wrestling. Yes. So Chelsea, I think I know the answer already, but what is your match of the week? Um, definitely Tennille versus Rachel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's um Casey Squared versus Rack and Deck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I think that my my wrestler of the week is I think I just it has to go to Casey Squared. I can't choose between the two of them. Yeah. 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 Um and uh so I'm gonna go with a very controversial choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say the match of the week is uh, Casey Squared versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. That's very controversial. Though. I know, I know. I'm I'm expecting to get all sorts of angry letters. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, believe it or not, I'm gonna give my wrestler of the week to. I also was was gonna give it to both of Casey Squared. Yeah, because I thought Julia Hart. I'm shocked. No, I, you know what, if not for this match, I would actually give it to Penelope Ford just because I mm-hmm. feel bad that she had to yeah. carry, like, I feel, I can't imagine how bad her back must be after carrying that fucking match, like, entirely. Yeah. Like, Penelope Ford might as well have not had someone, some, anyone else in the ring. That's true. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Casey Squared, yeah, definitely. I was super, super impressed with them. They were amazing. They were like, oh shit, we're going to be on TV. Let's give it our all. And they showed it and they proved it. And I can't wait to see more from them. Yeah, exactly. They're the type of team that makes me wish that like the Riot Squad were still around. Because I would love to see like something like like those two go at it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Like imagine like, you know, some of like the crazy stuff that Liv does. Like bouncing off fucking KC Square. Like there would be such cool things there. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, Chelsea, where can people find you? In bed in five minutes. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's Chelsea.lesage on Instagram. And where can they find you, Sir Charles? They can't. I'm a hermit. And they can <laughs> find us together. Yes. <laughs> at at Lincoln on Instagram. Uh, sexy. Thank and, you. <laughs> uh, and they can uh, find us together. 
at CL Squared Productions on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah. And also, and also on uh, on Anchor.fm slash uh, CL Squared Productions if they want to hear our other podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Cinematic Autopsy. Hooray! Yes, and then you can lastly find us on the Twitter. Where Beyond... which which I didn't get to describe, so people don't know what we actually talk about on that one. But we, I uh, thought you ended your sentence, so I kept going. I, it was a dramatic pause, Chelsea. I'm 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 an actor. No. Um. So. You know, sometimes you want to keep people in anticipation. Patient. And so. <laughs> you just lost all of our listeners. All <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, Cinematic Autopsy, where Chelsea and I discuss uh, film uh, this week. Uh, we're going to write the episode you can listen to right now. We're discussing the 2018 version of Suspiria. With our uh, very special guest, um, who was awesome, even if even if she was a little noisy, but she was awesome. Um, and you, none of you can hear it except for a couple times. But you know, it's just really a uh, it's it's a tribute to myself and how awesome I am as an editor. That yes. uh, that for the most part, none of you will hear anything that was wrong. Um, but she is a, she is a great guest, and uh, she's fun to have on. She just. I we need to have her sit still if she's ever a guest again. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, you can listen to us. We're talking about Suspiria, the 2018 version, and um, you'll learn a lot. Of, uh, I'm not going to talk about the particular types of hooks we talk about. Um, but you will. Um, and then next week we're talking about the original Dawn of the Dead from Joseph, not Joseph Romero, George Romero. Yes. Yes, at at c at uh, anchor fm slash cl squared productions. Hooray! Yeah, so we're on Twitter, and it's um it's beyond z as in Zimbabwe, um bell with an e at the end. Yes, I'm getting really creative. Yes, I, I, I can tell. <laughs> Peak creativity. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. So uh, we'll see you uh, tomorrow. Be sure to tune in. We're going to be discussing Hell in a Cell. Most people think it's Hell in the Cell, which makes more sense, but it's apparently Hell in a Cell. It's an ambiguous cell. But that's good, because it leaves things to chance, because the future is B-T-B. Yes, you didn't do, your hand, you didn't do the hand movement. You have to do no, the hand movement. That's I'm part of it. I'm not doing it again. Part of it. It has, yeah. it has to be done. Okay, so the future is... Come on, come on, do it with me, Chelsea. No. The show doesn't end until you do it with me. BTP. B- okay. No, no, it has to be done at the same time. Here we go, here we go. So the future is B T B. That's our totally original thing that um, no one else did before us, and Britt Baker needs to stop ripping us off. All right, mm-hmm. so. Thanks, guys. Have a, have a, have a wonderful uh, day, people. Happy New Year. We love you. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Uh.